Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. This week on Transformers Rewind, this is why I hate machines. No, I don't want to speak to your supervisor. I'm going straight to your CEO. That's right, Isaac Sumdak. And don't even think about putting me on hold. The only thing I hate more than machines is tech support for machines. In this episode, Ratchet and Fanzone get sucked through the Sumdak Tower space bridge and land on Cybertron, where Fanzone is given a warm reception by the locals, as in they want to kill it with fire. We've never seen a human before. Ooh, step on it! Hey! Cybertron has become a police state under Sentinel Magnus. To make things worse, Omega Supreme, now largely under Megatron's control, emerges from hiding within the storm clouds over Cybertron. Ratchet and Fanzone have to evade the elite guard while trying to keep Shockwave from getting Omega's activation codes, which now only exist in the head of the comatose RC. I say we fire on Omega Supreme. If we strike now, we could end the Decepticon threat forever. We could also end Cybertron. With as much transwarp energy as he's absorbed, blowing up Omega Supreme could take out the entire planet. I brought you here to keep an optic on you, not for your opinion! Ratchet is a great asset. His experience with Omega Supreme exceeds even mine. You named me Acting Magnus to make the tough decisions. Do you want to go down in history as the bots that let Megatron get away? Don't we owe this to Ultra Magnus? Your council will deliberate. What's to deliberate? Omega Supreme is one of us. An Autobot. A friend. Turn one circuit on him and you'll answer to me. You may have Omega Supreme, but he would never attack Cybertron. That's the beauty of activation codes. They wipe clean all that unpleasant morality. See my partner here? He's an organic. You've heard about organics, haven't you? Get that thing away from me! Let's make this nice and easy, huh? You give us what we want. And he won't give you this. Okay, 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 you win. I'll get you an access card. Just, just, back off. That's going back to Earth, right? Only one way to find out. Not so fast. Hand over the hammer. It belongs to the Elite Guard. It belongs to Ultra Magnus. We'll give it to him when he wakes up. So this was pretty close to the end of Transformers Animated and was really setting up all the elements needed for the last two episodes. Uh, do you think the episode suffered for having to fill that role? Maybe a little. Um, 
I, they, they squeezed in a, one thing I really liked about animated was that it squeezed in all of these nerd references and this episode really did oh it was overflowing it was with overflowing yeah. it, was, it was almost a little too much well I yeah mean, I mean the first transformer that almost steps on fan zone was Grandis yeah right, which is why I would say that he really had a grand reception. When he uh, came to, aha, yeah. uh-huh, see, yeah, you missed an opportunity. Yeah, That's but okay. I, I really like the phrase "kill it with fire." So yes. I had to work that in there. That's true as well. Fire, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Fire gotcha. is good. Yeah. Did, did you guys notice that um, Optimus Prime was not in this episode at all? Yeah, but but David Case still had a role. Yes, he did. Who did he play? He was the voice of the security robots. Gotcha. Right on the Sumdeck Tower. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. I can pick out yeah. David K a mile off. Oh, I know. There's... David K came and asked us for tissues at BotCon. It was kind of That was awesome. <laughs> Brian and I were, like, <laughs> sitting there with our phones charged, and he comes up, you guys have any Kleenexes? I'm like, I do not, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, this episode is, uh, you know, like I said, being on Cybertron, it's it's that perfect time that Wyatt loves to throw in as many you yeah, know, models as he possibly can. And the uh, G1ified Beast Wars model. Yeah, because there's a rat trap. Yeah, rat tra- I was tr- I was trying to figure out, I was like, is that Heinrad, or is that Randy? <laughs> or is that, okay, no, it's rat trap. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, but I mean... Rat trap can be without being a rat. Yeah. But you, you really, it's really clear, you know, watching this, having been watching Prime a lot more, too, how much... Um, you know, Prime uh, Ratchet is based on you know this oh, new version of Ratchet. Um, absolutely. I mean, you know, G One Ratchet was cantankerous too. Don't don't you know? But forget he that. Kind of, he was kind of like jolly cantankerous. Yeah, but but he was also still pretty flat. I mean, the real except not counting, I guess, in the comic to an extent. But the real Ratchet that you know we got with characterization was the. Prime Ratchet, who is kind of badass. I mean, probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not Prime. Sorry, uh, animated Ratchet. Prime Ratchet's awesome too. Right. But he, but Prime Ratchet, really, you're right. Does owe his characterization to animated. Oh yeah, and I, I think animated Ratchet kind of like set the mark for what the common Ratchet is going yeah. forward. You know, the movie characters—they're all basically just blank slates. Nobody's developing them because they're, you know, the alien robots in the movies. Yeah. But. You know, having two in a row like this, it really seems like, okay, that's the focus of where this character type is going now. And I'm okay with that. It's been done really well both times. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it doesn't hurt that this episode is basic, was a Ratchet episode, and Ratchet is probably, is, not probably, he's definitely my favorite character from the whole series. And I would say the best character in the series. Well, and, you know, of course, it's Ratchet and Captain Fanzone, who is one of the best human characters in Ever. Transformers. Yeah, in Transformers, yeah. period. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. I, yeah, he's one of the best human characters in the series, too, but in all of Transformers, he's one of the best. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the two of them together, it's like a whole buddy cop thing, and it really works. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, even though it has, like, some of the grosser elements, like when fans well, don't, yeah. is, like, the loogie on... Rat Trap. Rat Trap. Ugh. <laughs> God, I think it's the I think it's just the little nodules at the bottom that were drawn in that just really sold 
that as just being nasty. Ah, but I think it's I think it's funny because you know basically all of Cybertron is basically just the direct opposite of Fanzone, and I think that's what made yes. it kind of funny because all of right. Cybertron is sort of afraid of organics, and or and Fanzone hates machines, and so it made for this really interesting you know conflicting interest where he wanted nothing to do with them and they wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, and yet, you know, continually coming in. But, you know, like Fanzone, I think he showed his value as a person, as a character, you know, picking up that Jazz was trailing him and, you know, fi- you know, figuring out that there would be a rat trap. Yep, used his cop instincts. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, it totally, it totally worked with the setup of the episode. And then we also find out uh, since the start of the season when Shockwave uh, mortally wounded Ultra Magnus, that Sentinel's taken over, and basically the whole planet's going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a loser. Sentinel is awesome. He is my second favorite character for that show. <laughs> he's a great character, but he's definitely not, like, he's like a Rodimus-quality leader, if not. Oh, well, actually, I can't oh, no, argue no, no, with no. that. Rodimus was a much better administrator than Ma- uh, Sentinel Magnus. He just wasn't a great field commander. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, good administrator, no, uh, not good field commander. This Sentinel is, of course, the best Sentinel Prime in all of Transformers. Just like Fanzone's the best human. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, God, yeah. at least uh, the most just version. Well, and then see, that's the thing too. You know, Marty Eisenberg was a story editor for Transformers Animated, and you know, a lot of what came out of Animated has really resonated. It's you know held up as really the best of what we've gotten over the whole course of Transformers as a whole. Yep. And this episode really shows off those qualities. And, of course, then we get the uh, callback to RC from, what was it, the first season, wasn't it? Um, yeah, because didn't that come up during, like, the whole thing with lockdown? I think yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, okay, yeah. I know what you're talking so, about. Man, it's been forever since I've watched this. I know. Yeah, really. <laughs> And see, that's the thing with me. Animated was really compelling and interesting while it was on, and then after it ended, it's like, what was I doing again? Yeah. I mean, and, and not to say, and I think I think that's where the elements of the series are larger than the series itself. I don't think that there was anything particularly, like, as a series, as a story as its whole, I don't know that there was anything about the whole story that was great, but the elements of what happened in animated yeah. was so good and that's what's yeah. carried over i think right. in the fiction it's carried over into prime it's, it's carried over and just into the mindset yeah. i think a lot of people into into the popular opinion of the show i mean it was really lovingly crafted and that's what's so great about this show yeah yeah and this, so, this episode was a perfect example yes of that. 